Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Welcome to a new solo episode of the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I am your host, Tori Mystic, and this week I am excited to bring you an episode on one of my favorite topics, which is online courses. I have been, I can, I guess I can say I have been a part of the online course world for maybe six years. I think that's when I signed up for my first big online course which I'll tell you about a little bit later. And since then, I have gone on to become a course creator, uh, an affiliate for some major online courses, and also a membership host, which is a format of an online course, really, when you think about it. So in this episode, I am really excited to talk to you about uh, if you should create an online course if it's the right fit for you. Uh, There are so many different online course topics that you can teach people about. Basically, if you know something about something that most people don't know about, you could teach an online course on that. So I will give you lots and lots of ideas. We'll also discuss the different formats of an online course how to narrow down and land on the idea that's actually going to be a a good, sellable, profitable, positive idea. And then we'll also talk about the production side of the course because you can have all the great ideas that you want in the world, but if you don't actually take action and make them, (laughs) then they're not really doing anyone any good. I'm also really excited about the timing of this episode because I do know that a big online course run by Amy Porterfield called the Digital Course Academy is currently open for enrollment. Now, I am not an affiliate for Amy Porterfield's course, but I have taken some courses by Amy before, and she's really awesome, and a couple of people in my audience have reached out to me to ask me if I think it's worthwhile to take her course. Now, I have never taken Digital Course Academy, so I can't say for sure, but hopefully this episode will give you an idea of um, whether or not creating an online course is really the thing that you want to do because it is definitely an investment of your time and your money. So if you have any doubts in your mind, uh, hopefully this episode will help clear up that direction for you. And if you do want to take Digital Course Academy or, or hire me to help you figure out your course idea, then you'll have plenty of time time to do that and you'll kind of have a better idea of what you want to get out of it. Sound like a good deal, everyone? All right, so let's dive into the meat of this episode. First of all, should you create an online course? (laughs) That's the age-old question, or I guess maybe it's like the six-year-old question (laughs) because online courses are still pretty new to a lot of people. Although many of us have probably taken online courses, I would 
guess that your average person maybe has never taken an online course or maybe not what they thought was an online course. Um, Maybe they signed up for something and there was an online component or it was some kind of a challenge online and they didn't really realize that it was an online course. So it's still pretty new to some people. But there are tons of pros and a few cons to doing this. So let's talk about let's talk about all of those. So the pros, first of all, an online course is awesome because it allows you to teach what you know to many people. So if you are one of those people who is struggling with the time equals money sort of business strategy, then you might be realizing that your time is running out and your time is limited. So you aren't able to make more money because you cannot add more hours to the day and you can't clone yourself, unfortunately. So creating an online course is wonderful because you could be teaching many, many people at one time. Even if you're teaching four people at once, that is you know, a lot more than just doing one-on-one trainings. So it's really great. It kind of allows you to scale your business. Online courses are also wonderful because they enable you to help people anywhere in the world at any time. So in the pandemic, we are all now really familiar with working over Zoom. Earlier today, I had a phone call meeting with someone in Copenhagen, uh, and that was really kind of neat. It's just, it always still amazes me, and I think it's cool (laughs) to be able to just have a quick meeting with someone in Copenhagen. So online courses kind of give you that ability as well. And then the biggest pro of an online course is that it's an extra revenue stream in your business. I am always talking about how you need to diversify your income streams. It's really important that we don't rely on one thing. So if you are a pet influencer and you're totally reliant on sponsored Instagram posts, what would you do if Instagram ceased to exist tomorrow? Or if you are a dog trainer and you rely on one-on-one trainings with people in their home, what are you going to do if gas is suddenly $20 a gallon or something horrible like that? So it's really important to diversify and have different revenue streams because at any given moment, one of those streams could be disrupted. So those are the pros of creating an online course. What are some of the cons? So First of all, it definitely takes a lot of work to create this. Even though you are are going to be able to teach many people at one time, it doesn't mean that it's just going to be easy breezy. You just make it one time and you're done. It doesn't necessarily work like that. Passive revenue is sort of a misnomer. (laughs) A lot of people might think that a course is passive income, but it really isn't. You have to keep up with it. You have to update your materials, and you have to make sure that your students are having a good experience. So it is going to take some planning, and it's going to take work to maintain it. You are also going to need to host your online course or your digital program somewhere. So there's going to be a little bit of a tech learning curve, and I will tell you a little bit later on what exactly what tech I use and some of the different platforms and equipment you might need to easily produce your online course. And then the biggest and scariest con is that nobody will sign up. 
Oh my gosh. That I think is the fear that keeps so many people from creating their online course. But it doesn't have to be a fear that paralyzes you and stops you. And I have a creative solution, which I'll tell you about in just a minute. So after weighing the pros and cons, let's look at the different formats of online courses because there are pros and cons to the different formats as well. So to just simplify it for this episode, there are three different formats that I'm going to mention. So the first one is an evergreen course. The second is a live course. And the third is a membership. So an evergreen course usually would mean something that you create one time. Uh, Maybe you have to go in and update it every year or every couple months or whatever, but it's basically something that the bulk of it is always the same and people can sign up for it whenever they want. So if someone is browsing the internet at four o'clock in the morning in Boise, Idaho, and they're like, oh, I really wish that I could teach my dog how to shake. (laughs) They could look up a course for that and they could sign up right on the spot that moment while it's fresh in their mind. So there's a huge advantage to having an evergreen course. The downside to it, which I just kind of mentioned, is that you do need to upgrade it or or update and upgrade, I guess. You got to update it to make sure that it's relevant. Now, with dog training and teaching your dog tricks, there's probably not a whole lot of innovation and advancements that are happening every year, but you still might want to update the videos. Maybe they start to look a little bit dated, uh, or maybe you found better treats that you want to recommend or something like that. For me, my first online course that I created, it was called Inspo, Instagram Strategy for the Pet Obsessed. And actually, I had a different version of that first, which I just remembered. (laughs) It was, I think my first one was maybe just called Insta Mystic. That's what I used to call my old social media management business, uh, which I thought was a fun name. And uh, anyhow, both of those courses were about Instagram marketing. And the problem that I ran into was the Instagram app is constantly being updated and upgraded and the interface is changing and the technology is changing and the strategy is changing. So even though I feel like my inspo course is still very relevant because it teaches you how to niche down, how to batch your content, how to create content pillars, it's still really very relevant All of the screenshots and all of the examples that I pulled are very dated looking. They still have the navy blue border around the app that Instagram used to have. So it looks really old. And there's nothing in that course about reels, I don't think. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I ever got around to adding reels. I just shut down the course because it was going to be too much work for me to completely redo it. And I just was kind of discouraged by how Instagram was constantly changing things and constantly updating the algorithm that it made it really hard to maintain a course for that. And I have noticed other people doing the same thing. Um, Taylor Lauren, I think is her name, or maybe I'm swapping. Maybe it's Lauren Taylor. (laughs) I can't remember. Um, But she used to work for Later.com and she left to start her own business and she had a course about reels. And I just saw her announce the other day that she's closing it because things are just changing too rapidly and it's too difficult to keep up with. So that's 
that's the major con and downside of doing an evergreen course. Now, you could do a live course and kind of get out of all of that updating. Um, You would just have to run the course live every once in a while. I really like doing a live course. I recently did a live edition of Pinterest for Petpreneurs. So that's kind of a hybrid because that is evergreen. You could enroll in it right now if you want to go learn how to 10 times your website traffic using Pinterest. I teach you how to do exactly that in that course. And this summer, I hosted a live version of it. And that basically meant that we met live for four or five days in a row. And then for the next month, we met live every single week so that I could make sure that everyone was getting through the course, they were keeping up with the kind of homework that I gave everyone, and that nobody had any questions, and they felt totally supported in this project that we were working on, which was Pinterest. I like a live course because you get so much interaction and engagement with people. They can feel really supported and you can personally ensure that your students understand the concepts that you're teaching. So I really like a live course for that reason. The third kind is a membership. And of course, I love doing a membership too. And a membership is really a type of online course. You might not think that it is, but it usually includes some kind of monthly lesson or some kind of takeaway or meetup or something like that every single month. So in my membership, I teach a new lesson every single month. And what I like about that is that I can continuously provide education to people. It can be really current and fresh and updated. So I'm not dealing with Instagram screenshots from last year (laughs) that are a debt giveaway that I haven't updated it because I create the lesson and I teach it live every single month. I also like it because I can see what lessons are popular or what resonates most with my members. And I could teach, I could turn those lessons into their own standalone course if I wanted to. And I might do just that later this year. We'll see. (laughs) So I really like a, a membership for that reason. The downside to a membership is, of course, that you are committing to being present and showing up every single month for people. So if you're the kind of person who changes their mind or gets bored easily, hosting a membership would not be a very good idea for you. So those are the different formats, but what what are you going to teach? <laughs> what is your course idea going to be? I have so many ideas for you. So this, I think, is the most fun part of this episode. So let's, let's just get straight to it. Um, first of all, I think it's very important that whatever idea you land on, that you keep it really specific. And that whatever it is that you're teaching, whether it's for pet parents or for other pet pros, that you give actionable tasks and quick wins as often as you can throughout your course. So for example, you want to get, you want to narrow it down and get really specific. So instead of a whole dog training course, how to train your dog, Oh my gosh, that's overwhelming to even think about. There are so many different directions you could go in. Should I include this? Should I include that? Should I tell them about this animal psychology thing that I picked up? Oh my God, it's too much to even, it's freaking me out right now just talking to you about it. But what if you got super, super specific and you taught a course about how to 
train your dog for friendly greetings in public, okay? And your course would just be about how to take your dog out to the farmer's market or a brewery or just walking down the street and have them, you know, sit calmly or lay down calmly while you greet your friends and talk to your friends without jumping up on people or without reacting to the dog across the street or something like that. That could actually be a pretty jam-packed online course, but you would really specifically be teaching people how to create friendly greetings or how to train your dog to have friendly greetings. Maybe a bonus to that would be how to teach your dog to not freak out at the doorbell. So like when when you're greeting people in your home, how to not have them uh, be so reactive to the doorbell or jump on people when they walk in the door. That would be a super great online course. I wonder if it already exists out there. It's probably helping tons of people. So uh, you want to really narrow down on your course idea as much as you can. I hope that that kind of gave you an idea about that. To give you an example of like the flip side of what happens when you don't narrow it down, uh, I am taking an online course right now uh, about canine enrichment. And It is about so much more than canine enrichment, and I totally get it, and I understand why, uh, because there are so many foundations that the instructor feels like we need to know. So there's tons of stuff about leash handling, about when it is appropriate to mark a behavior and treat after you see that behavior taking place. Uh, And so there is all this foundational stuff but it is hours and hours of instruction and notes and quizzes and all kind of stuff. And I've been working on this for months and I haven't even gotten to the actual enrichment part of it. So it's very overwhelming. Uh, I really, really want to finish it. But when I log in to look, it'll say, oh, the next lesson is 50 minutes long. (laughs) And it's just a little bit intimidating for me. So I would recommend that you make your lessons no longer than 15 or 20 minutes, the shorter, the better. And that with each lesson, you are giving your students a actionable task and a quick win so that they can try and keep collecting those wins and keep going through the course. You can do that by scheduling emails to go out to people at different points in the course. You can just email people every couple months and see if they need any help. It's really important to make your students feel like they are supported and that you're there for them. Now, I want to give you examples from uh, previous podcast guests. So I have one, two, three, four five, six, seven previous episodes about creating an online course, especially for pet professionals. So I'm really excited. I'm going to try and go through these a little bit quickly so that this episode doesn't end up being 50 minutes long. (laughs) So first up, I want to mention one of my most favorite episodes ever. This was episode 170 with Minyoung Marita. She runs the Dog Bakery Academy. And I love what she's doing because she actually Actually, you have to go listen to this episode. She had a dog bakery and she got burnt out and overwhelmed and she was working like 20 hours a day and thought, this is ridiculous. (laughs) I have so many orders to fulfill. I wish there were other people who could fulfill them. And so she started teaching other people how to create their own dog bakery business. It is so genius and so smart. And I think that a lot of us get a little bit insecure that 
if we teach people how to do what we're doing, that it's going to infringe on our business a little bit. But I just want you to know there is plenty of business out there. There is plenty of money out there. And every day there are new dog owners out there who need us and they need our businesses. Speaking of that, uh, back on episode 152, I talked to Michelle from Pooch Parenting. She has a membership and online courses for parents And I don't say specifically pet parents because she actually specializes in parents of dogs and children. So she has an online course, um, one of several that she offers, but one of them is called Your First Week at Home with Baby and Dog. So see how specific that is? Not only is it for parents of babies and dogs, not toddlers and dogs, not teenagers and dogs, but babies and dogs. But she's talking about specifically your first week at home together. So that's really cool. Go see what Michelle is doing. Way back on episode 39, I talked to Nicole Begley of Hair of the Dog. She makes courses for pet photographers, and she teaches not just the photo creative side of stuff, but she teaches the business side too. So there's a lot of opportunities out there to teach people how to do the business that you do rather than teaching pet parents something. So I hope that gets your wheels turning. Since talking to Nicole way back on episode 39, I almost said 239, but almost 200 episodes ago, I talked to Nicole. So it's a long time ago. And since then, she has changed her business around a little bit. So she now offers an academy, which is a membership that you subscribe to monthly and you get access to all of her online courses. She also hosts online summits and much more. I also talked to another amazing woman in the pet industry, Dr. Monica Tarantino. She is a veterinarian and she has an online course for pet parents with senior dogs. It is called Senior Dog Thrive. So she has niched down to talking to pet parents about everything that they need to know about life with seniors. And she also supports them later on uh, if they're facing any grief about losing their senior dog. So Dr. Monica is a wonderful resource for that. And it's interesting. I don't see a lot of vets creating online courses. So I love that she is doing this and creating just a different and more creative way to serve pet parents. Now, for the dog trainers out there, I have two episodes to recommend to you. Uh, Episode 115 is with Louise Daigle of Red Pointy Dog Training. And on that episode, she gives some really great tips about exactly how she filmed and created her dog training course. It's called Beyond the Leash. And if you check her out, you will see that her course is really, really clear on what it is about and what you will get out of it. And if you listen to our podcast interview, she will tell you how she batched the videos and just got her done. (laughs) Another amazing dog training online program is from Giovanni Alcade and Taylor Barconi of Smart Bitch Dog Training. I talked to them on episode 121. They are based in New Orleans. And they are helping pet parents and dog parents through virtual dog training. So they have courses, but what I think is neat about them is that they also 
instead of doing courses like Louise's and Michelle's, which are both kind of evergreen courses for pet parents, Geo and Taylor, they do a lot of group training virtually. And I'm not sure if they're still doing this, but I talked to them during COVID and they were doing a lot of group dog training virtually and also one-on-one training virtually. And what I thought was so cool in talking to them is that they said that doing this virtually actually makes it so much easier and better to work with people who have dogs who are reactive uh, or have other issues at home because they can actually see exactly what it is like at home, what kind of struggles the dog is facing, and they're not bringing a new person into the home. So by doing it virtually, it's actually way more effective and they feel like people are learning so much better and so much faster by doing it virtually. And then finally, the last one I want to mention is that just last week, I talked to Amanda Magara of Scarlet Joe's Redemption. That was episode 234, and she does all kinds of stuff online to support pet parents, breeders, and shelters, but she also runs a membership-style course for new puppy parents. So there you go. That's like seven episodes that you can go back and listen to. Some of them are going to be more about figuring out the concept of your course, how to figure out the idea, while others are going to tell you more about the actual nuts and bolts of how to make your course. Now, some ideas for those of us that aren't trainers or veterinarians, um, because a lot of that list, a lot of those interviews are trainers and vets. Uh, But here are a few ideas just kind of off the top of my head as I was preparing for this episode. So you could do a whole online course about how to make a children's book featuring your dog. I know that there are some of you out there who have done that, and I bet you other people would want to know how to do that as well. You could also teach an online course about how to get your pet product trademarked. Now, I have no idea how to do this, and anytime I interview anyone who has, I'm always so fascinated and full of questions. So I think that would make a really great online course. And then finally, how about an idea on how to start an at-home dog boarding business? I have so many questions about that as well, and I think that would be a really great course idea. If you need help figuring out your online course idea and then planning the modules, the bonuses, and the homework, I would love to help you with this. I could do a one-on-one strategy session to help you figure out your online course. Personally, I have created three successful online courses, plus I host the Wear, Wag, Repeat Society membership every single month, and I have been a student of probably a dozen or maybe more courses myself. I would love to use my experience to help you take action and figure out your course idea. In about an hour, we can narrow down your idea, outline your modules and all the lessons, map out the student wins that they're going to get throughout the course. Plus, we could even strategize your launch and your marketing plan. If you want help with this, just reach out to me or go to wherewagrepeat.com slash coaching and book a call. This is one of my absolute favorite topics, so I would love to help you figure out your online course. Now, let's talk about the production of your course. And I know that's the next question everyone is thinking like, okay, I have my idea. 
Now, how do I actually make this a real thing? So I like to do things as simple as possible. I always like to find the easiest way that requires the least amount of sending files back and forth and putting them in different editors. I don't like to mess around with all of that. Keep it simple so that you can get it done. So you can create your slides if you're going to do slides. You can create those in Keynote on your Mac or PowerPoint, I guess. Uh, you could also use Canva. Canva enables you to create your slides and then present and record your whole session, your whole lesson right within Canva. Then you could just save that video and upload it to your course platform. If you don't want to use slides, you can also talk straight to camera using QuickTime on your computer. That's what I have. It's a free program built right into my Mac. And that is how I record a lot of videos that I do. Uh, For my membership now, I also record the lessons live in the Facebook group. And then I save that video and I upload it to my course platform. I also extract the audio and upload it to a private podcast feed that just my members get. That's something I didn't even have time to talk about in this episode, but it's important to consider how your students want to receive their lessons. Is it a video, an audio file, a PDF, you know, Zoom calls? Like, how do they want to receive the information? That's something that you want to consider. And then, you know, think about how they want to get it, but also keep in mind what's going to be easiest for you. Something that you definitely want to make sure you have in terms of equipment is a good microphone or a way to capture sound and good lighting. Also, consider your background. So if you are teaching something um, that people need to to see a demonstration, like something dog training related or how to um, make a snuffle mat (laughs) or something like that, Just make sure that your background is nice and clean and clear and not distracting and that you don't have any kind of controversial artwork or something in the background. I guess that would be something important to consider. I did an online course one time where I could tell the woman did not have her microphone plugged in all the way. Sometimes when you plug in your microphone into your computer or your camera, it just doesn't click in all the way. And I could tell that is what had happened with her. So I personally, because of my background doing video production and stuff, I think that a microphone is really, really important. And whenever I can, I use some kind of an external mic to record my audio. So even when I teach my lessons every month in Where Wag Repeat Society on Facebook Live, I actually plug a microphone into my computer and I clip it on my shirt so that I get really, really good sounding audio because I'm going to upload that to our private podcast feed. So I want to make sure that it sounds as good as possible. So you might want to invest in that kind of an equipment. There are also uh, options where you could rent out a studio or rent out some space somewhere for a whole day and just get it done in one day. Plan out all your lessons, plan out all your videos, write your scripts, write your bullet points, and just rent out a space where it's going to have a very clean background, maybe even some kind of you know seamless paper background. Who knows? Uh, it's going to have your lighting. It's going to have your cameras. It's going to have your microphones. There are studios like that that you can rent out for the day if you want to go that route. Now, 
those are all uh, important things. <laughs> it's important to have a way to capture the video, a way to capture the sound, and have it all be good quality. But ultimately, to do an online course, you are going to need some kind of course platform. This, I think, is the most important thing to creating uh, your online course because it's how it's going to be delivered. It's how you're going to sell it. Uh, it's really important that it's easy to use for people. So I personally like using Teachable. There are also many, many other platforms. Uh, I believe Thrivecart is one. Um, that might just be for sales pages, but there's also Udemy, Podia, and Kajabi is a really big one that a lot of people like. But I really like Teachable. Uh, I've been using it for many, many years. I've created all of my online courses and all the sales pages in there. My membership is hosted in Teachable. And my one-on-one -on -one coaching is also hosted in Teachable. So I really, really like it. It integrates with my um, Acuity scheduling for coaching. It also integrates with ConvertKit for my emails. So I love it. I do happen to be an affiliate for Teachable, and I have a link in the show notes for it if you want to try it out. Uh, it enables you to set up students as affiliates. You can create coupon codes. Um, it processes all of my payments. It's just really easy to use, and I like that it's all in one and people don't have to kind of go all over the place. There is a free plan for Teachable. The basic plan is just $29 a month. But actually, back in January, I upgraded to the pro plan, which is $99 a month. Uh, I, I paid annually, so maybe I got it for even less. Uh, and I did that because there are 0% processing fees for payments made that way. So before that, I was paying 5% processing fees on the basic plan, uh, and I started to make enough money off of my membership and my courses that it was worthwhile to upgrade to pro and get rid of those processing fees. So that about wraps it up for this episode. I hope that you are inspired to think about an online course. I've given you tons and tons of ideas for different formats, for different topics and niches that you can do in your course, and then also the actual production of it. So I hope that I've told you everything you could possibly need to know right now <laughs> to kind of get your wheels turning. If you do really want to create an online course, I would love to help you figure it out. I would really recommend that you sign up for a one-on-one -on -one strategy session with me at wearwagrepeat.com slash coaching. During that session, we can really niche down and figure out exactly what topic you want your course to be. We can outline all the modules and all the lessons. We can figure out your launch plan. We can just basically get it all done so that you can go record it like the next day. <laughs> so if you're interested in that, just reach out and let me know. Otherwise, please share this episode with anyone that you know who might want to create an online course. Uh, I'm sure you have some business besties out there who this has come up in conversation before. So please share this episode with them. You can just hit the share button and text it over, or you can share it on your Instagram stories. If you do that, please tag me at where wag repeat. And I will see you back here next Wednesday for a special interview next week. 
What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.